This episode is brought to you in part by Zondervan, publisher of The Perilous Fight, Overcoming Our Culture's War on the American Family, written and narrated by retired neurosurgeon and politician Dr. Ben Carson. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church. This is Pass the Mic. Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pastor Mike, Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church, powered by The Witness, a black Christian collective. I'm your host, Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Burns Clan. Follow at your own risk. And y'all, I'm very proud to say I kicked Jamar off of this episode today. And I'm proud to say that because I brought in some special guests that I'm excited to talk to on this platform and excited to introduce to some of you, reintroduce to others of you, we are bringing into the Witness Podcast Network the Melanated Faith Podcast with the incredible host Faith Brooks and Catherine Freeman. Okay, first of all, before I get into these elaborate introductions and talk about how much I'm impressed with y'all and appreciate you all, thank you so much for joining us here on Pass the Mic. I'm excited. Thanks for having us. This yeah. is an honor. <laughs> We're excited. The honor is ours. What are you talking about? The honor <laughs> is ours. Okay. I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. Okay. So I actually have to tell this backstory. So a few years back, I want to say like four or five years back, I actually got to share a podcast episode with Catherine and it was actually an annual thing. Oh yeah. And that's how we met. So I didn't know of Catherine beforehand, started following her as a result of that. And it was this group of Christian thinkers and creatives who had come together to talk about art and culture, how it intersected with faith. And so what we would do is we would rank different things, cultural artifacts and things of that nature um, at the end of the year. And so Catherine's perspective was always so brilliant. And then she had mentioned in one of those episodes that she hosts a podcast. And I said, she hosts a podcast? Like when? And she was just getting ready to start the podcast with Faith. Now, I had no clue who Faith was. But I listened to the podcast, started following Faith. Y'all, Faith is a big deal. She has like this massive platform and people watch what she is saying. Now she's writing a book. I mean, and I became a fan of Melanated Faith in that moment. I became a fan of Melanated Faith. I'm a listener. I'm someone who checks in on every episode. I want to hear what they think about the latest Insecure episodes. I am that person. (laughs) That's me. Okay. So when I say I'm excited for y'all to be on the podcast, I mean that. I think a lot of people are going to be fans after this as well. So thank y'all so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. And I just want to correct the record for the record. Faith has two books coming out next year. So make sure you get both. What? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pause. We got to plug our books. We got to plug. We got to plug the materials. Tell us about. Tell us about both of these books. Yeah. So, um, in June, I have an anti-racism journal that's coming out, and so that's really to help people have, you know, some a place to write down their thoughts, so they can like learn and grow and just challenge their perspectives um, if they aren't as racially literate as they would like to be and are just ready to. Um, go down that path. So that's for any person, really. And then um, I have a book that I'm writing um, to Black women. It's a love letter to Black women. And I share a little bit about my story. That actually comes out at the top of 2023. So I'm really, really excited um, about that book. And I've been pouring my heart and soul into it. So yeah, I have, it's a busy book year, for sure. 
I will be doing uh, a lot of things. <laughs> that's that's different, right? And two at the same time, it's a different feel. It's it's that, and you just recently got engaged. Congratulations! Yes, thank so you. This is a big big yeah. life year, big life shift for you. Y'all, tell me about Melanated Faith and talk about what it means, what its aim is. And for the people who have not had the privilege of listening to the podcast, what does Melanated Faith mean and why do you desire to present these thoughts and that perspective to your listeners? Yeah, um, well, I can, I'll go first and then Faith can chime in if I say something incorrect. Um, I think the meaning of Melanated Faith is a place for Black women, women of color to have fun. I feel like oftentimes um, the conversation is so serious and people think, I think especially the perspective of last year, right? Like this idea that um, being black is either talking about anti-racism all the time or it's so sad. And I think, you know, the heart kind of behind Melanated Faith was to say, yes, that's a part of our story. And we do talk about those things. We do talk about racism. We do talk about discrimination. We talk about sexism and misogyny. And we have all those serious things. But we also laugh and have fun. And we talk about Insecure. And we talk about Beyonce. And we talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. And I think really just a you know, these conversations that Faith and I would have as friends, but I think all, and letting people, a larger audience hear those conversations. But I just think also too, just the multitudes of black women, right? Like black Christian women, that it's not always one thing. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, Faith and I have different perspectives on things. Um, and Faith loves the reality TV dating shows. I'm much more of a real housewives person. Um, but it just like that thing of like, yeah, we can have this space and we can laugh and have fun and we can have serious and important conversations. Um, but that being a black woman isn't terrible. Like it is a gift. It is a blessing from mm-hmm. the Lord. And like you don't have to be working on behalf of other people all the time. Like you're not anybody's kind of mule for lack of a better term. And like, you can just be free and, you know, and have both serious and unserious conversations with your girlfriends. And so really creating that space for folks. Yeah. I think, you know, when I thought about, you know, how I came up in, um, as a Christian, most times you thought, okay, well, we got to, it, it's either about Bible study or it's nothing else, you know? Right. Um, if I'm not fasting and praying or, you know, like reading my Bible and all you see is me posting With Bible worship pics. Music, everything. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> worship music only, you know, then I'm not doing something right. And I think that for us, when we were, you know, thinking about who we are as people, it's like there's so much more to us than um, just one aspect of who we are. And so how can we bring our full selves to um, these spaces that we're in and also say, hey, we're human, too. And we like to have fun and laugh at silly stuff and talk about culture. Like Catherine said, I love dating shows, you know, so those are things that are really interesting to me. Um, right. right. It's probably what made me choose to say, yeah, I'll have a matchmaker and now I'm engaged. You know, it's just things like that that make me, um, you know, open to different things. And I like having fun and laughing. And Catherine and I love to show how we approach the world. And we are like mm. two very similar yet very different people yeah. in personality and how we think about things and approach things. And we like to model that in our conversation that those things are OK, too. And we have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. I think also, yeah, just to say like, yeah, yeah, it's like 
challenge. I mean, there are things about being a black Christian woman that are challenging. Um, but I think, yeah, it can be so much more than that. And I think also two conversations that we're having with ourselves. I mean, our, we had an episode a couple of episodes ago with Joe Saxon where I really felt like it was our own kind of private coaching session that we right, let right. everyone else listen to. So I think it is just like really us. We're bringing our full selves, our authentic selves, the questions that we're asking, the things that we're working through, and then just letting people kind of listen in on that. You know, and that's what I, I found so fascinating and intriguing about the podcast when I first listened to it is it felt like it wasn't automatically burdensome. You know, even the topics that we naturally talk about here on Pastor Mike, like it's 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 a joy and it's almost like an event where we could talk about something that's just like pop culture or, you know, wherever we do cultural artifacts. I'm like, man, this is this is my favorite episode of the year to record. And and but naturally what we what we we typically do is we talk about the very dark and serious challenges that face black Christians on a consistent basis. And for y'all, it didn't feel like a burden for you to share. And it didn't feel like a burden to listen. It felt like you were literally engaging life, a fully orbed picture of what life is in your space. And not that you were trying to speak for someone else or be someone else or tell others how they should experience it, but just sharing what was going on in your hearts. How did y'all meet and when did y'all decide to start this podcast? Cause, cause I want to zoom back now. I'm, I'm always interested in how the, especially when it's two podcasts who have tremendous chemistry like y'all do. So, y'all got a story. Y'all got a testimony. So what is the testimony of how y'all met? <laughs> okay. Um, I think our very first meeting, Faith, correct me if I'm wrong, uh-huh. is we were both invited to do a photo shoot for If Gathering for some of their materials. And Faith, we were the only two black people there. And Faith was like, the diversity. Sh- yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You it was the, the diversity. Yes. It was the two of us. And then there was, I think there was like a Latina woman. Maybe there were three people, women of color, but, you know, representing. Um, and Faith was like, oh, you live in Austin. We should know each other. We should be friends. But I I think you moved, like, literally two weeks later. <laughs> very true. Very typical of my life. I move all the time. Yeah. But <laughs> I was – I saw Catherine. And I lived in Austin for, like, almost two years. And so I was – I met Catherine at that event at, like, the tail end. But I still – I mean, I craved – having black friends and Austin was so white. I was like, I have got to meet some black people in this place immediately. Mm -hmm. So um, I just, you know, I'm an extrovert. So I just walked up to her and I was like, I need to know you. And then we exchanged numbers and um, we really did not like hang out or like become friends until like, you know, over time, months later from a distance via the internet, via Twitter, via texting, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it was interesting though that there there was an internet like connection as well. Oh, for sure, played a part, a big part in that. Yeah, I think we were like friends for over a year before we met in person and like actually had quality like hangout time together, Mm -hmm. and and then I think in terms of starting the podcast, I felt like it was something I kind of wanted to do, but I didn't want to do it by myself because I am an introvert. And I just was like praying about it, like who would be a good person and who should I ask? And I just like text Faith and I thought she's going to be like, let me think about it. I don't know if I want to commit to that because we, I think you were had moved to Atlanta by that time. And so it was like, we have never been in the same place when we're recording. Yeah. And her immediate answer was yes. (laughs) I was like, she was like, yes, I don't know what was going on 
on her end, the Holy Spirit was working, but it just was so funny because I was like, oh, we're going to have some time to like, you know, I'm just, you know, no one's going to say yes to a podcast. So I mean, like literally we had, we had been friends for a while, but we had maybe hung out in person like a handful. twice. Yeah. Like a handful of times. And yeah, it's a crazy God story. I don't know. I don't know, Faith, if that is your story of how. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about starting a podcast. It was already on my head. I was like, I think I want to start a podcast, you know? Um, and it was just one of those things that I said, I think I want to do. And I'm kind of like one of those people when I make up my mind, like, and I say, I'm going to do something, then well, it's done. Right. It's just a matter of when it happens, but it's going to be done. So uh, when Catherine mentioned it, I was like, yeah, why not? You know, and I think we started talking about it a lot more when we went on vacation because we went to Charleston in South Carolina and it was like me and Catherine and my little cousin. And I think we were kind of like really figuring it out like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then by that fall, we started it. Yeah. Wow. So that was very quick. I mean, it was a very quick oh, yeah. process after you decided to say yes. Mm-hmm. Talk about how how y'all navigate, you know, when, and this is something that Jamar and I have talked about, not too much, but maybe a little bit, how y'all navigated different experiences coming together and different, you know, you you introducing yourselves to one another and getting to know each other very quickly and going on a trip and then saying, okay, let's start this podcast. Let's do this. But y'all are coming from different spaces. Can you talk a little bit about how your backgrounds are different? Yeah. I mean, so Catherine and I, um, when we just kind of came together, I think we had a synergy because we had that same um, central care for like black women and our perspectives and how we wanted to see that um, come together and and how we could, you know, use our our voices, lend our voices to important conversations. And I think that um, how I like to say it, this is what I get from my mom, who is also very different from me. We have, I feel like the same goal in mind. Um, We have very different ways of going about it. And so Catherine and I have had to learn through bumps of the road, sometimes hard moments, hard conversations, or, you know, um, bumping heads like any person does. Um, I feel like sometimes we have like, I feel like we have sister interactions, to be honest with you. It's very much so like sister-like, you know, one person has one idea, the other person has the other idea, and we're just trying to get to the same place, but we might be, our ideas of getting there are two different ideas. And I feel like that's kind of how it is in life, right? We have, um, the same destination in mind, but our approaches to getting there um, sometimes are a little bit different. Um, and so for me, like I have some, you know, different off the wall thoughts sometimes, a little bit more progressive thoughts um, and of ways of thinking about, you know, going about things. Um, and, you know, I just, I have my thoughts and I like to just, you know, try out and test the waters and be on the edge. Um, that's, so that I mean, that's like just me more me. on past the mic. That's me no, on past yeah, just, I, yeah, <laughs> I would, me. yeah, I think, well, I will say a couple things to our benefit. And I think what makes our relationship work is Faith and I are both very direct. And I think mm. like when things are going on or like we're, you know, I feel like I can say to her, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And she can say vice versa. And then we can have those conversations, which I think oftentimes, whether it's in the workplace or in life, I think some people can be afraid of directness. They're afraid of confrontation. That's not my personality. Cause I think I associate confrontation with growth. Um, 
And so I think having a relationship where we can just say the thing that we're thinking and like feeling safe and like I trust Faith. And I, and I do think to her point, the fact that we are going, um, we have the same destination in mind. And even though our approaches may differ, um, because we can have that direct conversation of like, Hey, I'm thinking about this a little bit differently and knowing that we have that like baseline of trust. And it's like, Hey, let's just talk about it. And I think, you know, this season on the podcast, we like started off with like, we're going to have a diverse array of voices. You know, Faith and I may not agree, but I think also too, just as I've gotten older, I try to listen. I think more than I speak. Like I really have mm. felt, um, a calling just in the last, you know, at least year and a half to just be quieter and like, um, listen to people more and their perspectives and try to understand rather than like listening to like argue my opinion. And so I think that helps us a lot. I do think also too, even though we have like, um, we do have differences in our, our experience. I do think we have the, we do share the like spent a lot of time as the only black person, other only black woman in predominantly white spaces. You know, I grew up in a predominantly black church, but one that's very conservative theology. And, you know, that has shaped me. And I think having that, having sort of that nurturing ground of, you know, in some ways I feel like blessed in the sense that a lot of like negative experiences some Black Christians have had in predominantly white churches. I've never had that because I've only ever gone with the exception of like maybe two years in college, three years in college. I've only ever gone to Black churches and not that there's not church hurt that happens in those spaces too. It's just, it's just different. Like I don't have to have deal with like the race and I don't have the baggage of like white Jesus or like, this is what it means to be a Christian. And it's really, um, the sort of American white middle class version of Christianity. And I think also too, like my parents are very, um, you know, the older I get, like, uh, I think conservative in their theology, but very progressive in their parenting. And so we had a lot of conversations and like, talked about like you know Malcolm X I don't know I just so I feel like that experience so I think um but I do think the fact that we share that commonality of like I worked for a predominantly you know white um denomination I um you know involvement with if gathering and some other experiences in life so I think that also too is a commonality between faith and I even as our like faith backgrounds and childhood backgrounds are a little bit different you just said a whole word there, by the way, um, a whole three or four words that <laughs> I think I hope people are listening because that was um, extremely insightful. The, the reason I think that's so insightful specifically, though, is because there is a narrative uh, not to get too deep, but there's a narrative around podcasting now um, that I just, you know, cut some mics on like, you know, it is what it is. It's easy. Everybody's podcasting. But it is not the case for everyone that it's easy to podcast well. Um, it takes time and intentionality and money and effort and really a margin that many creators of color, specifically women of color, do not have. Talk a little bit about the, the margin necessary, how difficult it is. It is a blessing to, to do a podcast. It's, it's amazing. It's great. It's, it's awesome. But it takes something that I think sometimes we don't understand from a black woman's perspective. T- talk about that experience for you. Yeah, it takes work. Yeah, <laughs> it's so hard. I, yeah, it's so hard. I don't know. I, faith, I mean, I think so we started um, I was working full time, I think, when we started and I was in seminary and 
it just is insane. I mean, just the amount of time it takes. I mean, I think everybody is different, but I think also, too, this is another one of Faith and I's difference. I like to be very, like, meticulous. Right, like, I want right. to have notes. I want to research. I want to have statistics. I, you know, I think I spent so much. We did an episode on um, Black women's pay inequality. Yeah. Hours. <laughs> Of like looking things up and reading articles and that kind of thing. And so, um, it's hard. I mean, it is so hard. I think people, yeah, you know, I think what we, because Faith and I, I think our natural dynamic is maybe it sounds like, oh, we're just like hanging out. Um, but it does take a lot of work. And I do think, you know, especially early on, we didn't have a good rhythm of recording just because, you know, Faith was working full time, like, there were just a lot of things going on. And so finding the time to record and, you know, luckily we've been in a blessed kind of position that we have had um, an engineer who could do the editing um, for us. But I know a lot of people don't have that. And so then that's additional time to like re-listen, right. learn how to modify the sound, all of those things. And so it's really hard. I mean, it's really hard. I don't know if Faith... <laughs> It's a lot of work, you know. Um, we like to prepare for our podcast. Um, and I will, I will say that it just depends on what the content of what we're talking about is. If it's a heavy topic or something that we want to make sure we're, we're speaking, um, accurately on, you better believe we're researching. And so, um, that is really important to us, um, because misinformation is really easy to spread and we don't want to be a source of yes. that. Yeah, for sure. And so, it is important to us that to the people who do choose to listen to our podcast, we're putting out um, information that's researched and that we're placing sources um, there for people to also go check them themselves. And so I think for us, I, I would say one of the hardest things about podcasting is just realizing that if you are going to decide to keep podcasting and continue going, it's a business, you know, it's not Ooh, just come on. You know, it's not just for fun and kicks and giggles unless you want it to be, which is fine. But over time, the more you do it, you have to kind of start looking at each other like, what are we doing here? And if we're going to keep going with this, then we have to stay dedicated to it. And so I think I feel like we get better every year, though. We kind of just evaluate after each season. We look at each other and say what went well, what did not go well. And this year, we were able to really do something that I really wanted to do, um, which was get ahead. I was like, we can't, I can't do right. week before. This is killing me. Um, and so I think that's really also helped our dynamic. It's for sure on my end, because I'm not emitting any stress. Like we're last minute stress. Um, yeah. It's like we're ahead stress. Like we have a real calendar we are checking off whether the episodes recorded or not on our spreadsheet right, right. you know i mean overall everybody's happy right our engineer is happy um there is i'm um, a person that helps with our social media that person's happy you know like everybody's like really right. happy that we're that we're actually communicating well can I say something else? I think we've Please, talked about, yes. um, in terms of cost, we've talked about like kind of just the practical costs, which there are like mics and software and headphones and all that stuff. But I also was thinking as Faith was speaking about like the emotional toll sometimes oh, and the mental work on. of doing a podcast. Like I'm thinking of that one episode in particular, I think after Kamala Harris was elected, I think oh, also yeah. the episode that we did 
you know, that kind of just took off around um, Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. And like, there's like, you know, you want to be professional might not be the right word. But I mean, I think I cried on that Kamala Harris podcast. Yeah. Um, And so there is. And I live. I probably was the one to cry. Yeah, it was just. And so there is even just, you know, and this is not specific to podcasting. But I do think sometimes with these conversations about you know, the challenges sometimes of being a black Christian woman, it is an emotional burden to like, um, share those feelings to, to share them in a way that's like informative and educational and also like validating and supporting with other black women who are listening. And I think there sometimes we, when we talk about cost, you know, we are all about black women getting paid, like, in money and tangible things. But there is also like in terms of doing this work or having these conversations, there's an emotional toll that I don't want to like skip over, even as we're talking about the very real practical costs and challenges of of doing podcasting. I I love that because there are a few things that really stand out to me that I hope our listeners are paying attention to. I think number one is that you are striving to be a source or sources that can be trusted um, in that time of misinformation and disinformation, which is a, a pandemic in and of itself, um, which is a crisis in and of itself, but also that you're, you're able to, to analyze and articulate really and truly the totality of what it means to have a platform well. And that's what I think we miss a lot of times is we don't just start podcasts. Many of us don't start podcasts or, or, or don't have podcasts because we desire to be seen or heard, but because the opportunity was thrust upon us or we felt like there was an audience that needed to be communicated to, but to platform and to do platform well and healthy and not alone and with business sense is extremely taxing. And I I, I do, I love the fact that you said being paid. I love the fact that you talked about that because again, this is very important for us to understand for creators and creatives, because a lot of times what we do is We'll listen and consume people's stories. And I've talked about this, but we'll consume people's stories. We'll consume their perspectives and we will just consume, 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 applaud, like, retweet, all the above. But we won't support tangibly. Right. And we won't invest. (laughs) That is a gift. That's not something that should be taken lightly. And so when we talk about podcasting markets being oversaturated and all these other things that we do in our little you know, insider baseball type type conversations. We need to be careful that we don't diminish what creators of color and specifically women of color are doing by giving us perspective and they're serving us, right? They're blessing us. So we must respond appropriately. Uh, I love that. I just absolutely love that. Hey, Jamar, you know, we have been doing Pass the Mic for about seven years now. That is, I don't know how many episodes, a lot. <laughs> millions of downloads, I yes. mean, so many sessions, and we still love doing this, right? We absolutely do. I am amazed at how much energy we have. I think it gets better, like fine wine over time as yes. we do it. That's what we tell ourselves. Yes. <laughs> Touch man, and agree. <laughs> I want us to do this for another seven years. And to do this, we are needing the audience's help. Yes. We need your help as listeners. 
to fund this incredible work here that we're doing at Pass the Mic. And they can do that through our Patreon community. Yes, would you consider becoming a patron of Pass the Mic for just a dollar an episode? One dollar. You can support this work. Go to patreon.com forward slash pass the mic, M-I-C, patreon.com forward slash pass the mic and fund and fuel this work for the next seven years. The next seven years, the next 10 years, who knows, the next 50 years if the lord okay. should tarry we are excited about we're gonna be holograms work. yes we will but you can find it at patreon.com forward slash pass the mic thank y'all so much for your help and support thank you And also, I think this is another thing, and, and, and y'all can speak to this too. The way in which you incorporate art in your podcast and art commentary is a gift because so many of us are not going to hear that. We're not going to see that. That's not going to be in front of our faces. We'll have to search to go get that. But y'all are presenting an episode on the Bible and an episode on you know what it means to have racial justice in our and also let's talk about the latest episode which is amazing to me because it gives people the freedom and permission to say i can engage with all of these things with critical eyes and ears and enjoy the things that are just enjoyable when did you feel the freedom to do that because i know once you have an existing audience it can often be one of those things where you're like i don't know if everybody's going to watch this show or listen to this or album or enjoy what we enjoy. Yeah. When did y'all feel that freedom? From day one, because yeah. we made it that way. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I, yeah, I would just say, you know, I just think of it as a brunch conversation. I mean, like, t- I mean, obviously we do more research than we have a brunch, but I mean, these are the conversations that we are having. Like, we are talking about, you know, the, the trial of the men that killed Ahmaud Arbery. And we can also, over the same meal, talk about the latest Summer Walker album. And I think also, too, for me, I think maybe in seminary helped me uh, like open this perspective, this idea of common grace. And if you believe mm-hmm. that God is the creator of all things, that he's a source of all goodness, there, to me, I have, you know, as someone who is, just loves pop culture and uh, loves music and loves movies, can see... God in all of those things. And so, or God yes. speaks to me through all of those things. And so, you know, I definitely had the stage where I went to youth camp and was like, I can't listen to secular music. Let me throw all these things you, you away. Burn the my CDs. CDs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, terrible. Had to go re-download it all. I know. I, I, the Mattis, I the T.I. Urban Legend album. I stopped forgiving youth, youth group culture for that. I burned that album and I loved that album. Terrible. Let me, look, let me tell you, the biggest argument, one of the biggest arguments my sister and I ever got into is I got her Kanye West college dropout album oh, love that album yes. first yes. printing she went to youth camp and she broke it and i was like you just could have given it back to me because by this time i was in college right. and i had like grown out of that phase she was still in high school and i was like you could have just given it back to me like <laughs> bad stewardship that's not biblical either that's bad stewardship that stewardship <laughs> um but yeah so but i have and i just i think that like thanking god for all of his good gifts and like to me and i think also to just 
discernment is really important. And I think, you know, oftentimes we try to make these very strict boundaries of like, I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do that. And everybody is different, like what they can consume. Everybody is in, is different. And I think from day one, I think we set out to make Melanated Faith a place where we could discuss the breadth and depth. And so it's not just, you know, the Black woman's pay gap. It's also Beyonce and pay me inequity, you know, and I just think, yeah, we just, I mean, that's who we are. And so if we're bringing our full selves, like we have, we have to talk about Beyonce. I have to talk about Beyonce on a podcast. Now, Catherine is the real like fan. I I realized via an episode that right, Catherine and Taylor Swift. Swift. Jamar and I have that in common. (laughs) See Um, the the parallels. The parallels. I'm telling you because so true. Yeah. I just yeah. I have to talk about those things. I and otherwise I'm just not being myself. Is how I feel. I mean, that's real. That's real. I think you have to. We we wanted to talk about things. That were in culture that are going on right now. And so those were things that were really important to us. And also we've made it a point to talk a lot about relationships. Um, and throughout the podcast, you know, being, um, single black women, you know, that was also a big cornerstone of what we talked about that people didn't always discuss. Right. And, um, we've had, a myriad, you know, of women um, talk to us about how they appreciate the way we've approached those conversations and um, encourage them, giving them freedom to say and feel and, you know, and do different things. And so that's been really important to us because, you know, there's a lot going on and sometimes you can feel like you're not as seen as a black woman. There's a lot of negative stereotypes about black women and when it comes to relationships. And, um, and so we want to, you know, bring some hope and, and healing and empowerment um, to black women who are looking for that kind of um, space and a place to feel free and, um, and affirmed. Yeah. And I love that about the podcast, how you all, you've taken us on your journeys and big milestones that you've experienced. And also the honest admission is, it's not it right now. You mm-hmm. know, it's not, it's not popping right now, you know, but then that helps when there are celebratory moments and moments yeah. of accomplishment. We feel like we, we are participating in that with you and celebrating with you. Um, here's a question that I, I, I think is really interesting from your perspectives. What's the favorite episode that, that you recorded from each of your different perspectives? What's your favorite episode of Melanated Faith? And, and if you have to do top three, that's fine. If we have to go Mount Rushmore, that's cool too. But what's your, what's your favorite episodes of, of the podcast? Favorite episode of the podcast? That is a really great question. I am going to say, I'm going to say my most favorite right now, like as of this season, um, I'm going to say is our episode with Joe Saxton because she talked about assimilation. Oh my gosh, that episode was so good. I'm like, if some, if y'all have not listened to that episode, you need to go ahead and go ahead and go back, listen to it. It was so good. And she talked with so much precision and clarity. Um, and there's just a lot of what she said that was number one, speaking to my soul for where I'm at in life right now. So I would say that one for that, uh, reasoning. And then I'm going to say, um, I'm going to do my top three. The other one I would say is pay me in equity, um, pay me in equity because that's when we're talking about black women and the pay gap, what you should be getting paid. I talk to my friends a lot about advocating for themselves when it comes to finances, 
Don't lowball yourself, your expertise, your worth being paid. You know, those things mean a lot to me. So that episode was really great. And we had people follow up and say, that was really helpful. And I, I didn't know that I could ask or I didn't know that I should be, you know, doing these things. And so then the third one I'm going to say is, I'm going to say it's the Can I Live episode that we recorded last summer in 2020 because it was so raw and honest. We honestly weren't expecting people to listen to it. Um, Even still to this day, I find it on random podcast lists where people are like, saw your podcast, that episode listed in this magazine. And I'm like, oh, wow. Didn't know that. Yeah, um, that one took off. That, that it did. Yeah. Off. Oh, crazy. It took off. That one's crazy. crazy. I thought so. It took our podcast off. Truly, it was that episode. Yeah. Um, we probably had like twenty listeners before. It was um, our mom's that episode. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> my, my sister didn't even listen to our podcast till the, uh, yeah. This is like a late. Um, but that's it, really. But that's honestly. That's like how podcasts work. That's actually really uh, some of what happened with Pastor Mike after Jamar did his post 2016 episode and I was, I couldn't be on that. So it was just Jamar and Bo and Jamar said, uh, this Sunday I don't feel safe worshiping with around white people. And then it just, the podcast took off. People like, Oh, they hate listening or whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I remember at, right after, I believe it was right after that episode, y'all did an IG live that took off. We did. Um, yeah. And I remember seeing that and it was everywhere. And I was like, the, I was seeing a, the podcast share, the IG live, everything. So that was a significant, yeah. I'm sorry, Catherine, go ahead. No, it's really funny because for different perspectives, I mean, my top two are the, the Joe Saxon. I mean, that episode, she changed my life. Um, and pay me an equity. I love just, you know, thanks to Beyonce for pay me an equity. I think talking about the black woman's pay gap, I think talking about our real experiences and asking for raises, I do still get a lot of feedback about that, um, episode. And then I'm going to say as my like wild card one, we recorded an episode during the pandemic. It had pandemic in the title. I don't remember. But it basically was us just talking about what life in the pandemic had been like. It was not a very structured episode. I think we talked about like dating apps and being single in the pandemic and living alone. And I, for me, as someone who's like very like um a planner and like that conversation was so unstructured it was just like i also get a lot of feedback about that episode of people really like liking hearing from single women about how that experience was and i i think also just for me just um what i love about that episode is it was less structured and i was like oh this is gonna be terrible and people (laughs) i really enjoyed the conversation with faith and then people like enjoyed listening to it and so it was like for the control freak in me like a like okay you can release this like god is god has got it so i would say just as my like wild card i really loved that episode um yeah just for just kind of like again like personally what i have have learned so but yeah i think joe saxon that is probably that episode i mean i'm gonna just say if you haven't if you haven't listened you have to i mean she she talked about how assimilation (laughs) is like poison poison. i said and it was just so and i will also say the practical aspect to to me where she was just like you have to have an exit strategy like you have to have savings and like because some of why we stay is financial and and so just even just the level of like practicality of like yeah girl you 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 still have bills so get your money together (laughs) get your money together um and so yeah i just i yeah i would highly recommend if you've not listened to that that is a good i think snapshot of what we seek to do at Melanie to Faith and conversations we seek to have. Cause we also talked about Target, uh, the Target 
near her house is superior to any target in (laughs) the country. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And we talked about Drake, I think. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, in the midst of a very serious conversation about assimilation. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. I I love that episode. And again, I can't say enough about Melodated Faith as a podcast and I'm, I'm honored and proud that we're able to invest in what God is doing in and through you. And I, I, I have some instructions for our listeners. Okay. You know, as, as I give my instructions, uh, you know, and throw out there, some people say, Oh yeah, I did that one thing and it didn't work out any, anyway. Don't worry about that. This one is going to work out. Go right now and subscribe to Melanated Faith. We are so honored to be able to partner and invite them into the Witness Podcast Network. Please, please, please go and do that wherever you listen to your podcast and also join their Patreon as well. Please do that. Pay black women what they, what they are owed and what they deserve. And above what they deserve. I'm telling you the perspectives that you're getting on Melanated Faith, you need to check out. Visit MelanatedFaith.com. Follow Faith and Catherine online. Where can they follow you all online? Give your social handles because y'all are a big deal and people need to, to be listening to what you're saying. Y'all are laughing, but it's the truth. It's no big deal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't feel that. Funny? We can't, we no, can't it's laugh. not. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't feel that. I mean, faith is a big deal. I'm just, yeah. Okay. Um, we're just regular people. We'll just regular people. Oh, so um, here y'all go. Here y'all go. Here y'all go. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Catherine Annette, K T H R Y N. And then on Instagram, it's Catherine Annette 83. You can find me on most of all the popular social media sites, Instagram, Twitter, you know, Facebook, TikTok, TikTok all of the stuff, all that stuff um, at Faith B, F-A-I-T-T-H-B. Yes, I spell my name with two T's. There's only one me, so you'll easily find me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Speak. Yo, thank y'all so much for joining. It's been an honor to welcome you on to Pastor Mike, and this won't be the last time that we invite y'all on. We got to bring on, you know, I have this idea and this Jamar's probably going to attack me afterwards for uh, sharing this. But I have this idea about doing cultural artifacts different this year. And for whatever artifacts we choose, bringing in some people who are experts to talk about that artifact. So kind of turn it into a thing. Don't steal my idea. Anybody that's listening. (laughs) Don't steal my idea. Okay, but I I, I have some things in mind I I need to pull on y'all for. So uh, y'all might be hearing from them again real soon uh, because I'm trying to pull on them for something else. So that's just a a little glimpse. But thank you all so much. Can I just say before we before can I just say before we leave? I'm so appreciative of you guys at The Witness and your investment in us. And it has made our work much more joyful and uh, organized. And you guys are a big part of the growth and where we're going in the future. And so I just want to thank you personally, Tyler, and publicly for your commitment to investing in Black people. I think oftentimes people get these platforms and it is about them and themselves. And Tyler, you guys, is not that at all. Tyler is the real deal. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, it feels very rare um, in our American culture where it's about me. How can I build something bigger for myself? And Tyler is not that way. And I just, I just want to say publicly, I appreciate so much your investment in us. Thank you so much. Yeah, but. Thank, thank you. That's an honor. It's an honor to hear that. I'm speechless on my own show. I'm speechless. <laughs> thank y'all. That means thank a lot. You. And seriously, it's an honor to partner with you. And I hope everyone is blessed now that Melanated Faith is on their radar. Yes. Bye. All right, y'all. We'll catch you next time on the next episode of Pastor Mike. Be sure as well to follow us at The Witness BCC 
on Instagram and on Twitter. You can support us at patreon.com forward slash pass the mic. Remember, if we don't get to 200 patrons by the end of the year, I quit the show. Thank you all so much. (laughs) We'll see you next time on pass the mic.